Bob, Gebular, put that phaser down. It's a, it's a delicate collectible. Put it down. Ooh, pretty lights. Just be careful. What is Trex in Sci-Fi Supreme Leader doing now? Just setting up the podcast and sending out a birthday greeting to Feathers on the forum. Mike turned 40 this weekend. What is birthday, Rico? You guys don't know what a birthday is? It's the day you were born, and you celebrate that day each year. Oh. What does born mean? You know, when your mother first, uh, well, when you, when you began life. Ah, the day of hatching, you mean, Rico. What day were you hatched, Rico? You seem very old and wise. <laughs> <laughs> very funny, guys. It wasn't that long ago. And I wasn't exactly hatched. You see, on Earth, when a man and a woman... Uh... Ah, human mating rituals. We have studied these for many years from your planet's video broadcasts. Are you from Beverly Hills 90210, Rico? No, and things aren't really like that. Guys, I really need to do my show now. Could you just wish Feathers or Mike a happy birthday, please? Happy hatching day, Feathers or Mike. Good enough, guys. Now go play with Kaylee while I do the show. Come on, Earth Canine. We will teach you our language. It makes noises. It is furry. Ruff, ruff. Very furry. Woof. Hello and welcome to the show, everyone. This is Trex in Sci-Fi. I'm Rico, your host. This is podcast 195 for October the... What is it? October the 12th, 2008. Uh, almost the middle of the month. Uh, Halloween is approaching. Uh, that uh, little intro there, I want to thank uh, Moyer uh, and his help uh, putting together that little birthday greeting for Feathers or Mike. Uh, that was a lot of fun to do, so I hope you enjoyed that, Mike. Happy birthday. Uh, we've got a good show for you this week. We've got uh, just uh, the usual things. Uh, the episode we're going to be looking at is from Deep Space Nine, kind of later in the Deep Space Nine series. This one's called His Way, and it's kind of a Kira and Odo love story, I, I guess. And I've always liked that episode a lot, so wanted to cover that one. We're going to look at it. Uh, I'm going to do the full commentary take on it where i'll play the episode and talk about it as i watch and uh hopefully you'll enjoy that uh take i haven't done it that way in a while so we're gonna talk about a little bit about sci-fi movies tv briefly uh and uh well just the usual fun maybe a collectible later on towards the end of the show if i have time i think i will but we will see how it goes so let's get to it
Welcome to the show, everyone. Welcome back. If you're uh, a returning or weekly listener to Treks in Sci-Fi, also welcome to any new people who are tuning in maybe for uh, the very first time even. We generally talk about sci-fi and movies and TV and a lot of Star Trek on this uh, particular podcast as uh, we slowly or quickly uh, approach number 200. I wanted to mention a few bits of business uh, first here before we really get into the show. The the one is about show 200. I have uh, kind of come up with, I think, a fun idea, and I wanted to announce it here for people listening. I announced it and kind of talked about it on the forum over at treksinsci-fi.com. Just click on the forum link uh, and sign up if you're a listener to the podcast. We'd love to have you over there. Uh, the thing that we're going to do is what I'm asking for, we're going to do a video show for number 200. This will be uh, about a month from now, a little bit more than a month. And uh, what I want people to do is sort of act out uh, a little scene or do a reading from any particular um, scene or Star Trek episode or movie. I guess you could do a movie as well uh, that you like, I guess, <laughs> or something that you think would be fun to do. You know, maybe make it uh, no more than probably four or five minutes long would be good. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, I can get a lot of them in and share a lot of those with everyone. Uh, again, the preferred format is probably some kind of MP4, MPEG-4, something that's iPod compatible. I can also handle uh, Windows media files, AVIs, uh, things like that. If you have any questions about that, just shoot me an email at treksf at gmail.com about the technical aspects, and I can also uh, give you some ways to get the file to me. Uh, uh, one easy way that people use is something called you send it. You can do that. Uh, I also have some uh, ability to do uploads to my web space. I can give you information on that if you email me. If you want to get me the file, uh, the deadline will be. I think we're gonna we're shooting for our November twenty third that uh, Sunday that weekend for this show to come out. So I'm saying probably the twentieth, the twentieth, maybe no later than the twenty first to get me your videos would be great. Uh, and again, I think it'll be a lot of fun. And you know, even if it's just short, if you if you feel a little uncomfortable doing something like this or, you know, just even a quick like uh, you know, be me up Scotty or I don't care whatever, make it so. It can be a lot of different things or you can do a whole elaborate, you know, production. It doesn't matter. Uh I just uh thought it would be fun for people to kind of share what they like about Trek and maybe do their little you know, William Shatner impressions <laughs> or or Captain Picard or whatever you prefer. So uh, I think that's going to be great, and I'm looking forward to seeing those, and I think uh, we'll have a lot of show, a lot of fun on show 200. What's going on in the world of sci-fi? Stay tuned. Here's the news. Well, quite a bit going on in sci-fi, both television and films. Uh, just kind of a recap. I'll let you know about things that I'm liking and enjoying on television. I'm still uh, uh, enjoying Sanctuary. I watched the second episode of that. Uh, it's pretty interesting. I think they're doing a good job with that show. I'm liking it quite a bit on Friday nights on the Sci-Fi Channel. Also, Clone Wars continues to be great. Uh, it's a good show. They, the last show kind of introduced the Y-Wings, and uh, Anakin and Ahsoka went on this little raid to try to uh, destroy Grievous's ship. Uh, I won't say too much about it. It just aired for the first time on Friday, but I thought that episode was well done. Just uh, I like the idea that they're trying to sort of give you a little bit of a message in these episodes. They they flash this little 
uh, sentence or two on the screen at the start of the episode, and then the episode kind of revolves around that theme. They did it with the Yoda one about him being a, a good leader and kind of inspiring uh, other people or inspiring leadership and others and that idea. Just uh, that's nice. Uh, I've heard some comments that say that might even be sort of required because it's, uh, you know, kids and kids cartoon shows. There's some laws and things, I guess, on the books for that kind of thing. But I'm not sure that applies for this uh, particular series because of when it airs. Uh, and that it's syndicated and on the Cartoon Network. I'm not really sure, but in any case, I like the fact that they're doing that, and so far they've uh, been really good uh, episodes to watch, good shows, and it's fun to have a new little bit of Star Wars every uh, Friday night to see. Uh, let's see what else. Stargate Atlantis continues to be good. They did the second part of the episode that brought uh, Daniel Daniel Jackson of, on to Atlantis. That was on this past Friday. Enjoyed that quite a bit. Uh, and of course, the primetime stuff, uh, Fringe. Uh, they didn't. They weren't on this past week because I think there was one of those presidential debates. Uh, for whatever that's worth. Uh, anyway, uh, and uh, it looks like Knight Rider might get canceled. Oh, just too bad. I- I'm so sorry about that. Not really. Yeah. And Heroes is still great. Uh, a really crazy episode this past Monday. Lots of things happened. So. Uh, Still enjoying that too. So uh, lots of stuff to see uh, at the in the movie front. I'm trying. I'm probably going to get out to see City of Ember today, based on the children's book, uh, that movie with uh, Bill Murray that has been being advertised on TV lately. Next week there's that Max Payne movie. I don't know if that's really sci-fi. It's based on a video game, but that looks kind of interesting too. So, uh, and uh, I wanted to share that it looks like it's it's like pretty much ninety nine point nine percent confirmed that we will be seeing just in about a month or so, maybe a little bit more than a month. Sometime in November, we will be seeing a full blown Star Trek the movie. Well, it's just called Star Trek, but we're gonna fee- see. <laughs> We're going to see J.J. Abrams' full trailer for the Star Trek film that will be coming out in May. Finally, we will be seeing some you know, real real shots of the crew and the Enterprise and what's going on. And uh, gosh, I, it's, uh, you know, since they changed the time frame of it from releasing it in, uh, on Christmas to May, it kind of really slammed the door on a lot of, you know, real meaty information coming out. You know, they keep having interviews with the writers and some of the actors, but these guys, you know, all they have to say in these interviews, I, I can't say anything. Well, you know, Simon Pegg, how was it to do the Scotty voice, and, and could you do a little for us? No, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, but what else would you like to ask me about? You know, it's like, why interview and why, I don't know. Well, they're usually being interviewed for other things, like J.J. Abrams is being interviewed a lot for Fringe because he's involved in that uh, and a little bit about Lost and things, so... But we will keep everyone apprised for what's going on in the world of sci-fi and fantasy news and entertainment. No. Come on. Pretend like we're singing. I'm not singing. We're not. No, I'm not singing. You record it. And you could say that right there and that would be funny. I know. That's what I'm doing right now. (laughs) I'm creating comedy. (laughs) I'm trying to create comedy. Yes. Well, no, I'm trying to create comedy like right now. I know. That's, As we that's speak. funny. That's funny. I'm helping you create comedy. This is Angela. And this is Jen. We're from the Anomaly Podcast. You're listening to Rico on Treks and Sci-Fi. <laughs> 
Okay, the the last uh, couple things I wanted to mention uh, before we get heavy into uh, the Deep Space Nine episode. Uh, not going to have a lot of news this week because uh, that's going to take a little while. But uh, uh, one thing I have seen that's been talked about for a little while now is it looks like Patrick Stewart uh, will be uh, guest starring on the next season of Doctor Who with David Tennant as the Doctor again. Uh, I guess this will be... Uh, season five with the the new doctor. I, I think that's the way it is, or the number we're at. Uh, anyway, he uh, it's reported that he will be playing another Time Lord, uh, perhaps uh, somebody that has maybe been seen before. I'm not an expert on that really older Doctor Who, but uh, it looks great. I mean, these two guys have, uh, I guess, done some work uh, in a, a theater production and have gotten to know each other, David Tennant and Patrick Stewart. And to see both of those great actors uh, together on screen uh, in a Doctor Who set of episodes. It looks like it might be a two-part uh, one at least. Uh, it would be a lot of fun. I, I can't wait to see that. Uh, I'm really a big fan of the new Doctor Who, and uh, obviously Patrick Stewart, just uh, ac- just excellent actor, you know, beyond Picard even. I, I just love everything he does, so uh, we're really looking forward to seeing that. I think that'll be really fun and uh, something to look forward to, and I'm not sure when that's going to be premiering. I know they're doing another Christmas uh, episode, but the the season five stuff, I'm not really sure when we're going to be getting that either, you know, when they're going to get it in, in the BBC in Great Britain or when it will show up here in the States. I think we're a little further out uh, than we have been for, Ben. I think there's more of a delay between the seasons this time. But uh, in any case, uh, looking forward to seeing that. And the last thing I just wanted to mention again, uh, if you haven't visited the TreksinSciFi.com website in a while, please check it out. Not too long back, I I revamped the whole main page and site, and uh, I think it looks pretty nice and pretty slick right now. Uh, Lots of cool content there and and updates on news and stories uh, related to sci-fi and Trek. Check out the Daily Trek pick. Check out the Daily Babe or Hunk pick. (laughs) Uh, There's also uh, a little icon there to check out Entertainment Earth and and, uh, get some cool collectibles and all kinds of fun stuff. And the donation button, too, would be uh, appreciated if you enjoy the show. You can click on that and donate what you want or just donate a one-time $5 amount or a regular monthly amount, whatever you feel like would be great to help uh, offset the costs of uh, the web hosting and new equipment. I do want to buy a new mixer here sometime soon. I'd like to get a USB mixer and be able to do a little bit more uh, post-production and a little bit more fancy effects and things for the show that I'd like to put in. So uh, that's on my uh, to-buy list, I guess. So I think that's all, folks. Uh, Let's get into Deep Space Nine. I'm going to start playing it, and we will talk and just comment as I go. This will be, again, the sixth season episode, His Way. Off we go. So find yourself somebody. Get yourself somebody. Here we are with James Darren making uh, his appearance as Vic Fontaine in the start of his way. Now you may be king, you may possess the world and its gold. One of the things I really like about this episode, you know, being in the sixth season, is there was so much 
tension and things going on due to the war going on in the background and every you know almost a lot of the episodes involved that that they would slide something like this into that uh, time frame and era of Deep Space Nine I thought was a great idea and they had been trying to do I guess a Vegas type show like this for a while and it just kind of finally fell all together and I'll talk about it that as we go through the episode but uh, let's listen to him sing some more originally they were trying to get Frank Sinatra Jr. to do this part uh, but weren't very successful so isn't he terrific I prefer Klingon opera come on I'll introduce you to hologram uh, doctor is this really necessary uh, trust me he's no ordinary hologram Vic you're terrific great thanks doc wonderful very nice I know what you're thinking. He has pretty sweet pipes for a light bulb. <laughs> light bulb? That's what I am, right? Collection of photons and force fields. You know, your basic, heuristic, fully interactive hologram. He knows he's a hologram. Felix designed him that way. He thought it would give him the right attitude for the era. If you're going to work Vegas in the 60s, you better know the school. Otherwise, you're going to look like a Clyde. A Clyde? A Harvey, you know. Harvey? A square. You know what a square is, right? That's one side of the cube. <laughs> well, I guess that answers my question. Where are your manners, Julian? Aren't you going to introduce me to your entourage? I am so sorry. Commanders Dax and Worf. This is Vic Fontaine. How long you kids been married? How did you know we were married? When you sing in as many joints as I have, you become a student of the human heart. Don't beat yourself up, Pally. Just because you miss your wife doesn't mean you've gone blind. Uh, what's that supposed to mean? It means there are a lot of very attractive ladies in your room, and it's all right to look at them as long as you don't touch. <laughs> He's good. <laughs> and that's for you two. Yes? Never mind. Forget I brought it up. You have time for another song? Oh, no, no. We've we got to split. Well, you know where to find me. By the way, this is a high-class joint. That means coat and ties for the gents, dresses for the ladies. You guys look like a trapeze act. <laughs> Catch you later, baby. Come on, Julian. You told him about Keiko. I didn't say a word. <laughs> so, why don't we all meet here tomorrow night at 2100? We can listen to Vic's whole set, then maybe hit the casinos, play a little blackjack, roulette. We'll be there, right? I still prefer Klingon operas. Well, oh, count Warf. me out. I'm leaving for Bajor in the morning. Oh, that's right. I forgot. See, how does your car for me? Sorry, I forgot. Uh, pretend you didn't hear that. She doesn't want anyone to know that she's visiting the First Minister. Business or pleasure? Ah, uh, you see what you started? I said I was sorry. Characters are uh, really so, uh, good in this episode. What do you think? About what? About Vic. Clever, isn't he? Ah, too clever. Tell you, I owe the man, Miles. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be dating Ensign Walker. What are you talking about? She turned down three dinner invitations. I talked to Vic, he gave me a few pointers, and, uh, voila, 
Julian, are you telling me that you discussed your love life with a hologram? He's not an ordinary hologram, Miles. He knows about love, life, women. The three things you know nothing about. Now that's a little unfair. Well, then why are you asking <laughs> advice from a light bulb? A light bulb. And Odo is listening in the background to this whole like conversation here. Okay, while the uh, theme song plays, let's give you a little bit more uh, background on this episode. It's written by Iris Stephen Bear, who is one of the execs on uh, and uh, a good writer on Deep Space Nine, and Hans Beamler, uh, directed by Alan Croker, a regular director of the series. Of course, there aren't really a lot of guest stars in this one, mainly, of course, is James Darren playing the role of Vic Fontaine. Uh, Ira, who worked on Deep Space Nine for many years, always wanted to do a Vegas-style episode since he was uh, somebody who would visit Vegas a lot, was a big fan of uh, of that place, and he always wanted to work that into Deep Space Nine somehow. And, you know, all the, the different Trek uh, later series always had kind of this little place the crew could go and relax. Uh, you know, Voyager had that Paris set and with um, the pool hall and that kind of place, and it just uh, it was a good, you know, place to let their hair down, kind of, so to speak, uh, Get them in different outfits and let the let the actors also you know kind of stretch a little and have some more fun. And of course, this episode mainly focuses on the uh, romance brewing between Odo and Kira, which had kind of started uh, you know the last year or two, especially in that episode. Uh, I think it was called Children of Time, where they saw their descendants on that planet that they got trapped on, and Odo was uh, you know let Kira know that they eventually kind of hooked up. <laughs> I guess you could call it. So uh, so that kind of set the stage for this and a few other things that had happened over the years as well. So, And I, I just think this is a great episode, really well put together, and just has everything, uh, it, you know, that you could want. And they just do a good job with it, and the emotions are there. And I don't know why But so uh, it's not overly sentimental. So let's get back into it. I wasn't it. expecting anything. I see. How long has it been since your car and Major Cure broke up? I don't know. About a year. It's been over a year. You've had plenty of time to arrange a, a merger with Kira. But in all that time, <laughs> have you even tried to open negotiations? No. Uh, getting advice from a it's Ferengi about that love. simple. Odo, the woman waited a year for you to make an offer. Any kind of offer. Face it. You've had plenty of opportunities, and you've let them all slip away. Who asked for your opinion? You did. I came here to talk about a missing shipment of groat clusters. You're the one that started talking about the Major. You want my advice? No. Make it easy on both of us. Forget all about her. Is that the best you can do? I'd like to see someone do better. So would I. I'd like to give you two a little bit more on exactly how they got the James Darren. I guess they the saw galaxy. a couple of the people working on the show the most lovable person in were at a memorabilia type show on the uh, looking for some gifts actually for their uh, for their kids or relatives. I forget which it was, but they uh, saw James Darren there, kind Richard. of uh, set up a meeting with Remote. him and brought him in to read. Like I said, they went through a lot of different people. That they tried to get Robert Goulet and, and you know, Please Steve do. Lawrence and all these sort of lounge singer types. But, you know, James Wait. Darren Odo. 
knew a lot of these people, like Dean Martin, and he kind of patterned Vic Fontaine after Dean a little bit, calling everyone Pally and, and just the lingo and things like that. So after they saw James and he came in and kind of it's read for the part, it really fell together real, real perfectly program. at that point. You're up late, aren't you? Yeah, can't sleep. Feeling a bit tense, actually. I've got just the thing. One warp core breach. Come right up. A few sips of this. And you'll be relaxed for the next three days. I'm not that tense, Quark. Look, I think I'll just go up to the Hollow Suite for a bit and... Uh... Hollow Suite? Yes, if you could have me my new program, I'll... Uh, sorry, Doctor. All the hollow suites are in use. At this hour? It's been that kind of a night. I'm afraid there won't be one available for the rest of the evening. Oh, that's unfortunate. Maybe I'll go and wake up Miles. Play a little tongo. I remember back in... Must have been 58. I was playing the Sands... One night, Frank and Dean dropped by. We ended up taking over one of the blackjack tables. Between the three of us, we must have dropped 15 big ones. And believe me, back then, that wasn't jump change. So Frank goes over to the pit boss. What was his name? Uh, Look, Mr. Fontaine. Vic. Vic. These stories are all very interesting, but I didn't come (laughs) here to reminisce about your past. Yesterday... When my friends and I were funny here. to see uh, Odo so out of uh, his element things. here, and I've been around the block a couple, a lot times. less gruff than normal. Specific things, for instance, Dax and, uh, and Renee War does a great Mary, job in this chief episode, especially. You don't have to be an Einstein to clue into any of that. At one point, you were going to make an observation about Major Kira and myself. I thought about it, but I didn't want to embarrass anyone, you know, give away any secrets. Exactly what secrets are you talking about? Come on, do I really have to connect the dots? You're crazy about the bra, but you're afraid to do anything about it. And she, well, you know. No. Go on. It's the oldest story in the book. She thinks of you as a friend. (sighs) I wouldn't call that a secret. But women have been known to change their minds. You just have to give them a reason. Make it sound so easy. That's because it's not that hard. The girl already likes you. That means you're halfway home. She's aware of my feelings toward her, but the truth is, she prefers Shakar. Who? The first minister of Bajor. He's a leader, a hero, a man with great charisma. I don't care if he's JFK. It's not the other guy you have to worry about. It's you. I like a lot of the, you know, right. old references I mean, they stars, throw in here. And, to lose this whole you know, to have James Darren rather than just somebody else doing I, that I, I don't makes understand. it just so much more well, authentic, I think. Uh, again, great, cool great idea thing, to have him frozen in this part. Solid. You think I have no emotions? Well, believe me, I do. I just don't always show them. And therein lies the problem. Come with me. Where to? Look, Pally, you want to win the girl? We got to thaw you out a little bit. You know, turn up the heat. Get those emotions you claim to have bubbling to the surface. It's time to have some fun. Got to have a little uh, more of my tea here while we watch. Kira? I'll pretend I didn't hear that. First, 
Let's lose those threads. I mean, there's nothing like a tuxedo to make you feel like a million bucks. You mean something like this? <laughs> Very sharp. Of course, After Odo you. can, you know, morph his shape and oh, uh, make himself any say. kind of outfit he wants instantly. I don't need the competition. What I do need is someone to handle the black and whites. My piano player just threw ten sevens in a row at the craps table and took off a Reno. Uh, so, have a seat, my friend. Crowd's getting restless. What crowd? That one. It's interesting here, you know, you, when you watch this a Good little evening, bit, it's like Vic the hologram Vic himself has a little sort of almost control over the what's going on in the program, which is interesting. Like uh, Julian, like Bashir always kept no, saying. I, I don't play the piano. You want to bet? Stay with me, Pally. Well, you don't need me. The piano's doing all the work. That's not the point. You've got to sell it. Style, baby. Style. Make believe. Style. <laughs> Come fly with me. Come fly. Let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze as bar. And reading up, I guess, a little bit about this uh, Come fly with Rene Albuginois, uh, plays Odo, is a... Uh, he never has played any kind of musical instrument, but I guess, interestingly, he'd always liked the piano a lot. And anytime he'd see a piano, he would always sit down at it and kind of pretend to play. So, you know, the actor himself, this, this just fits perfectly for him to, to you know, kind of play, pretend that he's a piano player here in the lounge with Vic and all that. It just, again, fits so perfectly, and there's things that involve Kira later on that I'll mention when uh, that part comes up that fit really well in this episode and I think all of that helps really make it uh, work and sell it kind of uh, like Vic would say sell it Odo, sell it And he's really, uh, <laughs> he's really getting into it now to play and he's just, you know, he's got his head bobbing and moving back and forth over the keys. And you get to see Odo kind of smile quite a bit in this episode too, which is kind of nice. Nice to see. We'll just glide Starry-eyed Once I get you up there I'll be holding you So near You may hear Angels cheer Cause we're together Weather-wise It's such a lovely day Just say so Vic comes over and kind of pats Odo on the shoulder there, and they kind of clap. It's uh, really good. And they had to uh, keep a, the band here pretty compact for the set and the scene, and it works pretty well. It's not overboard, but it just seems right again. Uh, there's sort of this foggy kind of look to this uh, 
lounge, like everyone's smoking or whatever, you know, like a good old 60s era Vegas lounge. having a good time there. Everyone's applauding. And... Yeah, it was a good good scene there. Bottoms up. No, I don't drink. Why am I not surprised? It's not real booze. You're in a hollow suite, remember? Uh. How'd you like being in a spotlight? Very bright. That's all you got to say? Well, the lights kept me from seeing the audience. I... Suppose that's why I wasn't nervous. Nothing to be nervous about. You were too busy having fun. Huh. Huh. I suppose I was. <laughs> I'm just grateful none of my friends saw me. There you go, tensing up again. Look at you. I mean, you're standing there like a statue. I mean, the only things you're going to attract are pigeons. <laughs> Sit down. He's got his arms crossed Relax. and he's kind of just all... Tensed up like Vic said. You do that and everything you want will come to you. That's all it takes. Try it. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like leaning back and just taking it easy. Are you expecting someone? Let's find out. Surprise! Well, for crying out loud, what are you two lovely ladies doing here? You invited us, remember? Oh, that's right. Come on in. Odo, we've got company. Look, it's the piano player. We saw you perform tonight. Melissa thinks you're adorable. Would you mind if I looked at your hands? (laughs) Show your hands. Is that all? Wait, no. Okay knew it. They're so artistic. You know, I once played on the same bill with Liberace. He has the sweetest dimples. Are you classically trained? Oh, actually, uh... Yeah, come on, daddy-o. taught me everything I know. Is he a good student? Head of his class. Maybe I can help you get your diploma. (laughs) All right, ladies, the night is young and I have a table waiting for us at the dunes. Shecky. Shecky who? Oh, you didn't tell me he had a sense of humor. He plays the piano and he's funny. Kind of like Victor Borga. Who? I think I'm in love. After you, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Nice job, Vic. Uh, I I don't think... What are you worried about? Melissa's a very nice girl. Oh, I'm sure she is. It's just... She's not Kira. Tell me something. How do you get to Carnegie Hall? I have no idea. Practice, practice, practice. Practice, practice Odo. No. Think of this evening as a trial run. Trust me, you're going to do great. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Vic has his hands full there. Turning Odo into a romantic uh, piano lounge singer. Here's the report on that smuggling ring you lounge uh, piano Should player. Should I forward the information to the Zevian authorities? I'll let you know in a minute. 
care about Shakar, should I? Why don't you do the honors? But you'll have to wait. She's staying on Bajor for two more days. She and Shakar must be having a good time. That'd be my guess. Poor Odo. Odo? What's he got to do with it? Not a thing. Come on, That's Julian. That's the problem. Have fun. So Otto's heading back up, of course, to the uh, Hollow Suite again. Get a little more practice in, and uh... thank you, thank you for that kind of applause. Keep clapping. There's a fly buzz in the room, and one of you is bound to nail him. <laughs> Why the long face, buddy boy? You still haven't told me what I'm supposed to do about Kira and Shakar. Shakar, forget about that fink. I bet he doesn't look half as good in the tux as you do. What difference does that make? You've been coming here every night for a week. Have I steered you wrong? No. Then you trust your Uncle Vic. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special surprise for you tonight. If this babe doesn't raise your temperature, you better check the obituary column because chances are you're in it, Pally. Let's have a nice warm round of applause for Miss Lola Cristal. Thank you. 
Sun lights up the daytime. Moon lights up the night. I light up when you call my name. Cause you know I'm gonna treat you right. You give me fever. When you kiss me, fever, if you live, you learn. Fever! Till you sizzle, what a lovely way to burn. What a lovely way to burn. What a lovely way to burn. I guess that was a song that she'd always liked and wanted to sing it. They had a few other choices they uh, had gone through, but they decided to go with that one because she really wanted to do it. As Georgie Jessel once said, to whatever makes you happy. My thoughts exactly. I'm going to turn in. You two lovebirds can live without me, I trust. Now we'll manage. Kira now has you a cigarette. Have a beautiful voice. <laughs> and you have beautiful hands. So I've been told. <laughs> They feel good too. So do you. I've been waiting to hold you like this for as long as I can remember. We just met tonight. I must have a short memory. You're funny. Kind of like Victor Borga. How'd you know? Uh, I, I can't. I can't do this. Why not? I'm sorry. It has nothing to do with you, Vic. Vic. What's wrong? This isn't working. I thought you two were getting along just fine. Of course we are. You programmed her to find me irresistible. I could read her a criminal activities report. She'd think it was poetry. Do you want me to reprogram her and make her play hard to get? No, she's nothing like Kira. Who's Kira? Of course she's not Kira. She's a hologram. A what? Sweetheart, please, <laughs> stay out of this. Do you know how difficult it was for me to get a holographic image of Major Kira? Lucky for you, Julian used her image in one of his spy programs. Though it did take me an hour to get rid of the Russian accent. Look, I appreciate what you've done for me, but I'm afraid it's all been in vain. I may be Romeo in the Hollow Suite, but I know the first time I see the real Kira, I'll turn back into Nanook of the North. <laughs> At least you're starting to talk to talk. Well, I was hoping for a bit more than that. Wait, wait a minute. You can't give up now. I'm sorry, but I am tired of discussing my feelings with a hologram. This is good, though, because, in other words, he needs the real thing. You know, he's he's kind of You're getting hologram further. Too. I guess uh, one thing I wanted to say, too, that I heard and read about oh, was no. that 
that uh, Nana and Renee, you know, with their characters, didn't really no, favor no. a romance Nothing between Kira and Odo, but uh, kind of eventually sort of came to accept it. Sorry to hear that. Well, I uh, better get back to work. So the real Kira there is back on the station and from her visit down to Bajor. And, uh, of course, Odo is uh, going to have a little trouble with that at first. Hey, doll face. You asleep? How the hell did you get in here? I'm performing next door for Dax and Worf. I'm between sets, so I transferred my matrix from that hollow suite to this one. Now, I don't have much time. What do you want? We have to talk. About what? Odo. What us? Odo. <laughs> so I just transferred my, my hollow uh, matrix you. over here. He tells me everything. We've been spending a lot of time together. Odo. Spending time in a hollow suite? And loving it. Oh, I'm sorry. That's just not the Odo that I know. Which tells you what? You don't know him as well as you think you do. He's not the same stick in the mud anymore. The cat can swing. Are we talking about the same Odo? The one and only. But let me tell you, the only chick he wants to swing with is you. I take it that's a good thing. It's love, baby. Nothing better than that. How did you get in here again? Don't try to change the subject. We're talking about you and Odo. No, that's what you're talking about. I'm trying to meditate. And I don't mean to interrupt. Good, then leave. Talk about your cranky aliens. You two really are made for each other. Which is why you've got to come to the hollow suite tonight. What for? So you and Odo can have dinner together. If Odo wants to have dinner with me, then why doesn't he ask me himself? Because I'm asking you for him. And neither one of us will take no for an answer. A little matchmaker, a little matchmaker hologram here uh, on uh, Deep Space Nine. I don't know who programmed Vic, but they did a good job. Odo's now here in his uh, office. uh, Can you hear me? A little frustrated. Vic, what are you doing on the comm line? I need to talk to you. I want you to come to the hollow suite tonight. Why? I've done a complete overhaul on the Lola hologram, or should I say the Kira hologram? I'm telling you, Odo, you're going to think she's the real thing. She walks like Kira, she talks like Kira. Really? How did you manage to accomplish that? I don't have time to explain now. I'll see you tonight, 9 o'clock. That's 2100 to you. I know. I'll see you then, Pally. I love the way they slide the music in when he, when he's talking to Vic there too. It's just just such a great way they put this episode other. all together. You look lovely. Thank you. Is that you, Mademoiselle? And again, of course, keep in mind here. You know this is Kira, but Odo thinks it's not. Thinks it's just a hologram. So. It puts him at ease to a degree. Uh, I'll be your server this evening. Because he has nothing to lose if he makes a mistake. Anything. It's just a hologram. To begin, the little Dom Perignon And that's a key and, and a very important thing, and I think, that sort of breaks the ice. 
to be followed by Caesar salad, Chateaubriand, and Cherry's Jubilee. This is all very interesting, but don't you feel a little silly being here in a hollow suite? Let me know when you're ready for the salad. Bon appétit. It's French, an earth language. It means enjoy your meal. I didn't know you spoke French. I don't. It's something I learned from Vic. <laughs> French is uh, the language of love. Fix a fountain of information. He's certainly a man of many talents. But we're really not here to talk about Vic, are we? I'm certainly not. Hmm. I always wondered what this would be like. of us having dinner together? It's certainly not the way I pictured it would be. <laughs> it is a bit unusual. <laughs> is something wrong? You haven't touched your food? No, it, it, it looks delicious. I'm, I'm not hungry. Truth is, I'm a little nervous. You nervous? A bit. is a first date, right? Right. Huh. Well, there's nothing wrong with being a little nervous, as long as it doesn't get in the way. Of what? Of enjoying yourself. thought the only thing you enjoy is your work. How'd you know that? You told me yourself. Done, Vic. Vic? Never mind. I do enjoy my work, but I'm afraid I've used it as an excuse to avoid the rest of my life. I know the feeling. Yeah, these uh, two have known each other probably longer than anyone, you know, on Deep Space Nine. And uh, like they said earlier, you know, good friends can become more eventually. I've got you. Now a little ice-breaking music, maybe a little dance. So deep in my heart. You're really a part of me. I've got Come on, Odo. Under my skin. It's a pretty song. It is, isn't it? You're sure you're not hungry? Sure. What do we do now? Only one thing we can do. Dance with me. 
I'm not sure I know how to dance to this kind of music. Just stay close. of being seen with me? No. No. I meant it would be difficult for you to leave the hollow suite. Why? Oh, it's complicated. Complicated to leave a hollow suite? You make it sound like I'm a hologram. Aren't you? No, she's not, Odo. what you think? Maybe you'd better tell her. There's nothing to tell. I'm good, Pally, but I'm not that good. You've been dancing with the real McCoy. You tricked me. And me. Hey, I brought you two lovebirds together. That was the whole idea, wasn't it? Maurice. Kira. Major. Oh, boy. Don't say it. Computer and program. Well, it kind of worked, at least. Uh, it brought them Otto? together. Are you there? I have nothing to say to you. Look, I know you think I sold you down the river. You lied to me. It was for your own good. It was time for you to stop playing around with holograms and start playing around with the real thing. You should have told me it was really Kira. Would you have shown up if I had? I don't hear an answer, Pally. If you think about it, there's not much to be mad about. I saw the way she looked at you while the two of you were dancing. The lady digs you big time. She digs Shakar. <laughs> I can only imagine what she thinks of me. I kept insisting she was a hologram. Oh, no, listen to me. No! I'm done listening to you. Computer and transmission. Are you going to tell me what's wrong? Oh, there's nothing wrong. Have you ever had a moment of pure clarity? A moment where the truth seems to just leap up and grab you by the throat? I bet this has something to do with your visit with Shakar. Uh, this has nothing to do with Shakar. Now tell me, have you ever had a moment like that? One or two, but of course that's over a span of seven lifetimes. <laughs> Only two moments of clarity in seven lifetimes? Nerese, total clarity is a very rare thing. I guess so. And when it comes to you, it's important that you act on it because, believe me, 
Confusion and doubt will take over before you know. Yep. Seize the day. Makes perfect sense. Don't tell me you're having another moment of clarity. That's two in two days. That's amazing. Odo, wait. Major, if you don't mind, I'd like to forget all about last night. Oh, I don't think that's a good idea. We need to talk about what happened. Very well, then we can meet in my office in an hour. Well, let's discuss it over dinner. Dinner? Yeah, you can choose the restaurant, anywhere but a hollow suite. What about Shakar? Do you think he'll approve? Look, I don't care whether he approves or not. Shakar and I are friends. That's all, friends. The First Minister asked me to update him on the war with the Dominion. I, my visit was strictly business now. Are we going to have dinner together or not? And if we do, then what? I don't know. Maybe we could go dancing. And after that, I suppose you'll expect me to kiss you. Well, it's possible. But then who needs dinner? Why don't I just get it over with and kiss you right now? Well, why don't you? any money. The moment you step off the plane, you walk right into the propellers. <laughs> See you in a few minutes, folks. Odo, a long time no scene. No, I've been busy. So I hear. Julian tells me you and the major are quite an item. Well, For the moment. Who knows how long it'll last. That's my Odo, always ready to turn victory into defeat. Oh. <laughs> I wanted to thank you for all your help. Anytime, Pally. Anytime. Hey, you feel like sitting in on a number? Ah, uh, some other time. Now say hi to the manager for me. Hey, do me a favor. Leave the program running for a few minutes after you leave. I feel like singing. Whatever makes you happy. fly away If you can use some exotic booze as a bar in far Bombay It's perfect for a flying honeymoon So there you've got, uh, I don't know if I commented a whole lot. It was just, you know, the, the songs and the scenes. It's, it's a little tricky to do that, especially with this episode in particular. But I tried to fill you in on some background and things. Uh, 
like I said earlier, the, the two main actors there, Nana and Renee, uh, weren't really too keen at first about doing a, a romance between their characters, but uh, I think it works. I think it works pretty well. And again, like I said, I like this episode because it kind of broke up the whole war and all the episodes that they showed of that uh, in the last couple of seasons of Deep Space Nine. They needed a break now and then from that, and I think this provided a good uh, opportunity for that. And, you know, the character there, Vic Fontaine, James Darren, just just really a great uh, fit for the show. I thought the show always had that kind of style to it, especially Cisco. You know, being from the South and Louisiana and kind of into jazz a little bit on his own, I think it really, again, works for uh, the episode, or not just the episode, but the series completely. So I think that uh, it's all I really wanted to say. I hope you enjoyed that uh, and uh, really wouldn't be complete again, as usual, without a, uh, a little take on uh, on this and, and Mr. Uh, Rick Moyer uh, with a little help from Metron Rob on the forums. And uh, just a song to sort of follow up this great episode. So take it away, guys. Hey, Rico, this is Rick Moyer from Aberdeen, and I just wanted to uh, say thanks for reviewing this great episode of Deep Space Nine uh, where we get to see Vic Fontaine and we get to see uh, Odo and Kira start their relationship, which is so cool. My favorite scene in the entire um, episode was when they're on the promenade and they start arguing with each other, and then finally they end up kissing, and everybody, of course, is applauding and excited for them. And that's just such a cool episode. But in honor of that, um, I don't know. There's just something about um, Vic Fontaine and the and the lounge scenes that just really, I don't know. They're just really cool. So uh, this is another collaboration that uh, Rob or Metron Seven from Orlando and I did together. Uh, Rob did all the music and arrangements on his keyboard in his studio and then sent the file to me. I wrote the lyrics and then sang them as as close as I could to Frank Sinatra. Of course, you know, old Blue Eyes, he's much better at singing than I. But uh, anyway, I attempted. And I think uh, for any Trek fan, if you buy any collectibles or you watch episodes over and over again, this will mean a lot to you. So I hope you enjoy it. Here it is. This is called I've Got Trek. Under my skin. Take it away, Metron 7 Band. I've got track under my skin. I've got track deep in the heart of me. So many episodes that are really a part of me. I've got track under my skin. I've tried so to speak in Klingon. I said to myself, this obsession with the captain won't go so well. But why should I try to ungeekify when I know you so well? I've got track under my skin. I could collect everything, come what might, for the sake of having Trek near. In spite of my credit card statement, 
that came last night and reruns, reruns, oh dear. Don't you know you fan? You never can win. Use you eventually. Wake up the next century. But the next episode, that's when I explode, makes me rewind and start again. Cause I've got track under my skin. Come on, take it, Metron. sake of having trek near in spite of my credit card statement that came last night and reruns reruns oh dear don't you know you fan you never can win use you eventually wake up the next century but the next episode that's when I explode Makes me stop and rewind again Cause I've got track Under my skin Yeah, I love track Under my skin Great job. I love that one. Uh, really great job. Both uh, Rick Moyer uh, with the vocal work and uh, Rob uh, Metron from the forums doing the musical arrangement there. Great song. Yeah, you guys just really making uh, each of these podcasts so much more special by doing that stuff. Thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, on the collectible front, uh, I don't really... I. I Bounced around a few ideas for this week, but I thought what I would do, I posted this on the forums the other day, and I thought I would just talk about, uh, and I've talked about this a few times before, and I put some pictures. I'm currently in the midst of uh, organizing my uh, pretty large comic book collection. I've, I've collected and read comics for, gosh, like about 30 years, and it's uh, it's grown pretty big. Uh, I've uh, People that are comic collectors will recognize the, the term long boxes, but they're these long cardboard boxes you can buy to store your comics. So I, I yanked them all out of my closet and I've got about 14 of those. And I'm slowly going through them and trying to sort it all out. Uh, but I, I just thought we kind of mentioned that as the collectible for this week. I'll post a picture of what I, uh, you know, my, what I'm tackling right now. And I've been looking around at a few different comic, uh, databases to collect, uh, uh once I, uh, get these all organized to record everything that I've, that I've got here and just to kind of keep a record of it. One looks like that's pretty good called comicbookdb.com. There's a comic book collector also out there and a few others. If anyone has any good ones that they like to use, shoot me an email at treksf at gmail.com and let me know what you use to organize your comics. But I've got a lot of them, hundreds and hundreds, uh, I guess thousands probably to uh, go through. 
it's not too bad. They're fairly well organized right now. I've got a lot of uh, X-Men and X-Men-related comics, Spider-Man. Uh, I'm more of a Marvel fan, but uh, it's a pretty big task. I kind of started into it a little bit more yesterday, just trying to, you know, this set of comics of this type. And I've got a lot of Trek and uh, Star Wars comics as well. That's what I wanted to mention. Currently, uh, there are a lot of, uh, I've talked about a little bit before, IDW has been doing these Trek comics. There's about four different ones approximately right now they're putting out uh they're doing a mirror universe storyline they're doing uh an assignment earth gary seven storyline and a year four of the original series and they're doing a little tng stuff sometimes too so check those out if you haven't uh some good stuff there the artwork is good i just went at rick (laughs) sorry about that i actually read the most recent mirror universe one which is sort of set in the time of kirk just sort of taking over or trying to take over command of the Enterprise, the ISS Enterprise, in the Mirror Universe from Pike. And uh, it's interesting to see how they took some of the things that were shown in the original Mirror Mirror episode and have kind of uh, projected those back a little bit using uh, those things in this earlier tale from the Mirror Universe. So anyway, comic books, uh, great to collect. Uh, I, uh, I really enjoy reading them, although they've gotten kind of more expensive the last few years. It's getting a little uh, difficult, uh, you know, three three bucks for a new comic is, is a little bit hard, even with discounts and things like that. But anyway, I still enjoy them, still follow quite a few titles each month, and uh, it's just a big thing to organize and keep track of, uh, but uh, I'm having fun with it. So that is the kind of unusual collectible for this week. Uh, I think we will just kind of wrap up the show right now. It's uh, uh, getting to, uh, you know past the hour point easily in the episode or the episode uh in the podcast uh a couple just reminders again think about uh podcast 200 videos do your favorite trek scene send them on in let me know what you want to do and uh and i can help you with uh, getting the files to me and things like that uh, i'm really hoping that some people listening to the podcast maybe people who haven't participated before will send in some new stuff uh I, of course the regulars the people on the forums and that i, I want to see your stuff as well too I'm counting on you guys, okay? So uh, don't let me down because Podcast 200 is going to be a lot of fun and I don't want you to miss out and you'll always be you know, slapping your forehead months later and years later and saying, gosh, why didn't I do a video for Rico? You know, come on. It's not that hard, really. You can do it with a camera phone even these days or just a webcam. You don't need anything fancy. Just send in a little something and we'll put it on the show. So there's my call out to you guys <laughs> next week uh i think next week yeah next week will be the uh i'm calling it the wet sci-fi episode so if you've got any shows that were related uh sci-fi related involving like the earth and the oceans and water things like voyage to the bottom of the sea and Sequest and those kinds of things that i'll be talking about uh probably uh cover quite a few shows in a fairly short time so i won't be able to go into a lot of depth but if you've got any comments you know maybe your favorite uh sci-fi wet show <laughs> that sounds weird when you say it like that but if you're if you've got a favorite of those uh you know send in a minute or two um and uh, comment you can also call the voicemail line that number can be found via the main page just go into i think it's the other section or something contact info you'll find the, the phone number there for just go over to treksinsci-fi.com and uh you will be able to do that so uh looking forward to that show send in your comments and again uh, they mostly the next few episodes have been listed out on the main website and on the forum. So if you're wondering what's coming up in the next few weeks, you can find it there. So 
Until then, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, Check Podcast Alley, iTunes, put up some uh, votes and some reviews for the podcast. Those are always greatly appreciated. Uh, And until next time, everyone, see you later, Pally. You've been listening to Treks in Sci-Fi, your weekly dose of geeky goodness and sci-fi entertainment news. This podcast copyright 2008, Rico Dawson.